Okay, well, I'm sitting down here with uh, S.P. Nestatis in his uh, in his studio here in Hollywood, California, um, and we're here to talk about his background and his recent score for uh, um, Dragon Age Redemption, um, which he just finished. And I guess just to start off, um, how did you get into music, and what made you want to compose for the visual mediums? Well. I started off as a classical pianist, mm -hmm. um, and in back in Thailand, and uh, you know that's I kind of grew up with that, and, and then became part of an opera company mm -hmm. um, in Thailand, and uh, studied conducting, and eventually, of course, that led to classical composition, mm -hmm. um, and it was really it was really a lot of fun, and you know coming from a classical background, I, I love that. But for me, it just became much more natural to to tell a story, because every time I was writing, you know, a, a sonata or mm -hmm. a fugue or, or something, for me the question was always, well, what what's the story? What's what's the story mm -hmm. that's propelling the music? Um, and so for me, it, it became a natural transition into into composing for some sort of story mm -hmm. um, whether it's it's uh, of course with classical music we have you know operas and, right. and oratorios and things but um, but transitioning to short films and, mm -hmm. and feature films and, and pretty much anything I think that that has a story and that has a, a narrative of some sort that that helps propel the music mm -hmm. and were you exposed to films growing up is that I mean yeah absolutely my my dad um, is a big film buff, uh -huh. and, so, and so I grew up, you know, watching Ben Hur and uh -huh. The Ten Commandments and and all these amazing, yeah. amazing films and with amazing scores, you know, Elmer Bernstein and and uh, of course Hitchcock right. and, and all that. So I, I did have a big a big film exposure um, from a young age, mm -hmm. sort of parallel to to my music, and I guess uh, something that my 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 mom would say a lot is that uh, watching movies has always been much more natural uh, to you than than rehearsing music. So, so I guess it became a natural transition to 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 to, to do that. And mm -hmm. in fact, uh, at one point when I was you know figuring out what it is that I really wanted to do, I actually put music on hold for a bit and went into study filmmaking okay. because I I. You know, knew I wanted to be in that realm. Right. I wasn't exactly sure what exactly in film, mm -hmm. but I really wanted to be in that world. And then, obviously, it, it made more sense to to sort of combine the two. Mm -hmm. And um, did you have any big influences growing up that made an impact on you, whether it be specific film composers or composers in general? Well, I, I loved Lion King of growing course. up, of course. <laughs> so, of course, you know. Hans Zimmer has always been yeah. a big influence, right? Uh, in in terms of just all of his scores and and the breadth of his work, mm -hmm. um, and then you know s studying more from interviews and and yeah. kind of his process has been really amazing to to follow and 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 be influenced by, mm -hmm. uh, and um, but you know I, I I feel like I also have a lot of director influences, right. um, especially. In in the in the storytelling point of view, mm, right. you know, a lot of my um, influences are, you know, of course Hitchcock and mm -hmm. and and Kubrick. Um, one of my main 
directors that I, I just respect his his work so much is of course Roman Polanski. Of course, you talked to me about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I just love the way you know he he tells story. Yeah. You know, I think I think the, the silence is a, is as much as important in, in a film composer's of course, yeah. uh, you know tools mm -hmm. as, as as everything else, and I think that from from just studying his work and, and being influenced by it, there's a lot of that and it, it makes you think a lot more mm -hmm. about why there should be music here and, and why it should stop or start and, and make him really count. There, mm -hmm. that there has to be a reason for everything and not just become wallpaper music. Exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, those are, you know, those are my main influences mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, m music-wise, I grew up loving Beethoven and Bach mm -hmm. and and Mahler and mm -hmm. um, and and of course Wagner. You know, for me Wagner uh, and the way he wrote with light motifs and, yeah. and stuff really was almost like the grandfather of, of film scoring. Yeah, it's very uh, visual, very music. visual, yeah. and and very thematic, mm -hmm. which I think uh, you know carries over into film. And uh, and you you mentioned you're from Thailand and. Uh, uh, the, growing up there, you know the culture and then the people, and you know mm -hmm. that has it influenced your style, and has that have you kept that with you, and you know when you write or. I think so. Um, I, I I grew up in a sort of an ex expat community mm -hmm. uh, of mainly Americans, mm -hmm. um, but Europeans as well, right. and, and so I felt like I I feel like I grew up in a very international community. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that I wasn't in America or England or yeah. an English-speaking country, I mm -hmm. think, did have a big influence because there's there's a lot more stuff yeah. going on, and, and and so when I was in the classical community, you know, it, it's it's a very interesting blend of European, obviously, and yeah. and and with Thai, but also studying Thai. You know, um, ethnic um, music, traditional music, right. um, and I grew up loving. You know, my, my dad used to put on um, CDs and or cassette tapes mm -hmm. at the time of uh, of uh, Scottish Highland bagpipes. Oh wow! Okay. And so I grew up loving those, and 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 uh, you know ev everything from like Nat King Cole to to obviously Mahler and yeah. and, and everyone else. So I think. It did have a, a an, an influence on on because it's it was more of a melting pot right. than I think than I think if I had grown up in in a, in a, an American mm -hmm. town or, or something it, it it would have been more I guess more streamlined yeah so yeah it has a big influence and I don't you know feel like I particularly write with you know a particularly Asian or or Thai sensibility. Mm -hmm. um, but that's partially why I like films is is and, and stories because mm -hmm. I feel like I I get to disappear right. into the story exactly. and, and so whatever it is that I'm doing I, I try to disappear into that world and and almost like an actor would right. you know um, try to just be a part of the part of it uh, and and not necessarily comment on it but just be a part of it mm -hmm. and so it, it 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 you know it depends on on what type of project it, it right. is but I think that the main influence from Growing up there in that type of community is 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 the fact that you come from a different perspective exactly, of yeah. everything. Um, so so that was. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
So, and then uh, focusing on the uh, storytelling aspect of music, which is, you know, what it's there for. When you're writing to picture, what is your major source of inspiration? Uh, is it the characters, the setting, the plot? You know, what, what calls out to you the most? I mean, it's always a combination of all yeah. of them, but, but what's the, the primary thing that says, okay, I'm, I'm relating to this right now, and this is what's mm -hmm. communicating to me? Well, I, I, think, I think a lot of it comes from reading the script. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I usually start a lot of my projects earlier on and I'll, I'll read the scripts some, right. a lot of the times before they would shoot, mm -hmm. uh, which is also in the case of Dragon Age was, was like that. And, and I think from the script and then from discussing with the director, you know, I would get a sense of what it is mm -hmm. that, I'm, that I'm looking into. Um, in the case of Dragon Age, um, I think one of the first things that, we, that I felt from reading it was that there was a huge sense of tone. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, de it depends on you know on on again of course what story and and what type of of medium mm -hmm. you're 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 telling it in or genre. Um, I think in a fantasy or psychological thriller or horror, um, these are very um, visual, and and there's a lot of tone involved right. in setting them. So a lot of the time in, in those particular genres. I would start off by just just hearing colors or, or hearing specific tones, mm -hmm. not necessarily melodies or, or themes yet, but but tones of, of yeah. clusters of sounds. Um, on a drama, of, uh, you know, it, it's a little different because mm -hmm. dramas are, are usually more character. I mean, everyone, everything has character, but right. uh, they're usually more based on intimate character situations. Um, one of the th films I just recently finished um, after Dragon Age is, is a period film called Krokenbush. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a you know, intimate drama between um, several people um, and, and an event that happened in their lives. So that focus was, was absolutely on, on the main character's point of view. Mm -hmm and her development throughout the story and her her change and mm -hmm. and the, the but the most important thing always always for me is 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 story arc is what's the arc of the story mm -hmm. um, and and because of that i usually start off writing a suite of music um, could be five or six minutes mm -hmm. it's gone up to fifteen minutes <laughs> of of music that to me would certainly establish whatever tone it is that I feel the film should have, the score should have, right. um, but also the, uh, exploring melodies and how they could develop. Um, and usually uh, these suites would mirror the, the script mm -hmm. um, quite, quite a lot. Um, obviously if it's a feature it's not mirroring every single thing that happens, but I would, I would pick some of the main events. So kind of like a Condensed, uh, very sign, condensed. Yeah. Basically, like an outline, you know, a treatment mm -hmm. of, right. of of the exactly, of yeah. the score. Basically, you know, when you when you're working on a five minute fight sequence, it's mm -hmm. very easy to to you know lose yourself in it mm -hmm. uh, for days and 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 forget what the what the big picture is and what the story arc is and where at what point in the story you're in and where it's going. Mm -hmm. So I always have that initial blueprint suite as something that I would 
come back to and remind myself of here we are, this is where we are. And, but I also think, you know, for me, music is 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 a very much of a reaction. It's it's much it's a, it's, it's a lot about my reactions, my right, right. In, my instinctual first look at of what at, you're feeling of what I'm yeah. feeling mm -hmm. and so I always really want to document that mm -hmm. because especially as as we all know in post-production things get very crazy yeah, yeah. and 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 you don't want to get sucked into all the other technical and the technicalities of mm -hmm. of, of scoring and, and forget what that initial idea is and and but it, it happens you know it happens so you, it's very important for me to have that initial diary entry mm -hmm. so that I could go back to <laughs> And um, as I mean, as a as a, a composer, you're evoking emotion through music. And, and in your opinion, what is the hardest emotion to to evoke? I think whatever is the deepest emotion for you, mm -hmm. I think is the hardest. Um, you know, I I th I think. Darker emotions tend to be harder, mm -hmm. uh, for, but more interest. No, well, not more interesting, but but something that I've explored a lot more. I think in right. in my work, um, in general, because I I think the less there is, and the deeper the emotion mm -hmm. is, the harder it is because you have to say a lot more yeah. with very much <laughs> less, yeah. um, and that was. A similar case in 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 the Crokinbush film I recently finished, and also the the Traveler mm -hmm. that I co-scored with um, my friend Anders from from Norway. That was a both of them are, are are quite different. One of them is very psychological thriller, and mm -hmm. the other is a period drama. But both of them have very deep emotions that aren't necessarily reflected on screen mm -hmm. quite as much. It it's very subtle performances, wonderfully subtle, but subtle. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where, that's where the Polanski kicks in. That's where it's much more about how to how to artistically tell this yeah. um, without beating it over the head mm -hmm. um, and leaving the audience just you know just not not necessarily giving everything away. Right. So there's this v all these things, all these barriers mm -hmm. that you have to work with and 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 um, so usually those I think are, are the you know the hardest the it doesn't matter if it's you know sad or if it's dementia or mm -hmm. if it's um, you know uh, anything like that but mm -hmm. I, I think it, it it's just the depth of the character I think it is just because I feel like in a way, I, I'm almost like a method actor, where right. I feel like if whatever story I'm trying to tell, I have to put myself mentally mm -hmm. into that um, into that mind frame. And so, when you're exploring something very dark and potentially twisted, <laughs> it, it it gets kind of it gets hard um, to try and express that because I feel there's, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm sure somebody said this before, but it's not really about the notes; it's about what's behind it uh -huh. you know and I think that's the toughest thing right is is doesn't necessarily matter what notes you well obviously it does 
musically and technically, <laughs> but but doesn't really matter. It, it's more what's what's behind it. What's, right. And and you and you put a lot of you in into it. You you have to, I think, to be able to express it, something truthfully. Right. You should to, write what you know. Yeah. That's always the thing. Yeah. You know, even for not even music, just anywhere, just anything. Writing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think I think putting yourself out there and mm -hmm. and kind of letting yourself be very vulnerable, uh, musically in in our case. Right. Um, can be can be a very tough thing, so that that usually is the, <laughs> well, the thing. Totally agree with yeah all of that, and um, so as you started off, you know, with this career mm -hmm. and uh, you know with like with me going through school and making short films, and you started with short films, and uh, so now when you finally were able to tackle your first feature, which mm -hmm. is a short film on you know steroids but <laughs> what was the biggest challenge for making that that big leap and was it too much to handle did you have to how did you you know tackle that without you know going through the problems and the challenges well my first feature film that I scored on my own uh -huh. um, was Dark Woods and that for me was was a dream right. dream uh, first feature mm -hmm. um, it was a project that I had heard about through um, a blog site mm -hmm. that talks about uh, about um, upcoming exciting thrillers mm -hmm. or, or or dystopia films yeah. and um, and I just found out about it they, they had their promotional reel um, on, on the cinematographer's site mm -hmm. um, and I just contacted him and I said I you know I'd love I love what you're doing it looks amazing I'd love to tell the story mm -hmm. and a few months later you know I, I get a call from from the producers and they want a meeting and and the, so the director walks in and, and the very first thing he said to me was have you seen let the right one in <laughs> which of course I had uh, and and it was was and it still is one of my favorite films um, and he said oh good and good we, we were on the same page here <laughs> um, and so I think I think as a first feature, you know, I, I, creatively it was just fantastic, and I think we were always on the same page. Mm -hmm. and it was a very interesting way of working um, because there was absolutely no temp music in the entire film, which is rare. Yeah. Which is rare. It was, you know, we all obviously had music that both the director and I, both both Mike and I, um, liked mm -hmm. and thought were, were suitable, but but there was no music in the cut. And so I saw the film for the first time, you know, and, and there was absolutely no music. So in a way, it was really quite fun because it's you start off with a blank slate, yeah. You know, and 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 you know, in a, in a way, it, it's one of the very ideal uh, situations film-wise that I've done, and and I think we kind of went at it very guerrilla style, <laughs> um, you know, because I, at the time, you know. I didn't have a music editor. I didn't mm -hmm. have lots of assistants. Not that I do now, but <laughs> um, and and there wasn't necessarily a, you know a traditional way of you know we spot the film right, and then yeah. do this and that. So it was really you know I, I got the film. We had lots of discussions. Um, I had a piece of music that I'd written for a school project. A year ago, a year and a half before I got this film, um, that I we had put up to picture the first time the director walked into the tra promotional trailer, mm -hmm. 
And surprisingly, other than the fact that it was about 10 seconds too long, <laughs> it fit the cut really, really well. Mm. So that became our sort of first uh, piece of, oh, this could work. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I sort of dissected it a little bit and, and just mainly utilized the first three notes of it, the, the F, D, and D flat. That became the, the main three notes in the, in the Darkwood score. But really it was me, you know, it was again me reacting very guerrilla style right. of, of just having the picture on the screen and, 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 and just kind of playing and, 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 and that was really, I mean, the first take for the f opening title, that was the opening title. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and then very, very few takes later that was, became the main theme at the end. Mm -hmm. So ba when, when we found that, we went through the rest and, and, and but we never spotted it really. It was it was that's why I say guerrilla style. Yeah. It was more like just kind of it was a very much like a family atmosphere, which is what I loved about it. Right. Was that we just you know, mainly the director, mainly Mike and I in in the room and, and I, I had um, my friend Kasha who also also helped out with me and played mm -hmm. cello on it and and stuff, but we, we basically it was just sort of all of us sitting in and together and, and I would say I, I think there should be music here and here and here mm -hmm. and my first pass and, and he was very trusting and he just said basically you know do what you feel is right yeah so you know the, my first score uh, Passover where I always just you know place pieces in uh, to where I felt was right there was very little music mm -hmm. in, in the film there was about say 20 25 minutes oh, in an yeah. hour and a half film so, okay. so I, I was I was I, I didn't approach it because I, I, I was very very conscious of not over scoring it yeah. um, especially in that film and that was one of the main conversations that that Mike and I had throughout most of it mm -hmm. was was how can you tell it because it's a very it's a very intimate story it's a very psychological story and you know I wanted there to be you know not not overpowering a lot of music mm -hmm. um, and so I think the the score that we ended up with was a really great balance of, of because I also worked on the sound design with them and, okay, and we so. also wanted to blend that and so it became a, a, a good blend I think of, of sound design aspects mm -hmm. um, but with the, the piano themes and, and very minimal um, and, and not not big and overpowering. Well, I guess it shows a lot of restraint on your part. I think to be yeah. your first your first feature film, you're just saying, all right, we're going to do what's right from the film instead. Like, let me just fill us with as much music as I can. Yeah, yeah and I, I think I think on every project, for me, I always approach it as I'm a filmmaker as well, right. and, and I'm trying to tell this story. So let's figure out what the best way to tell the story is exactly. in my case with music mm -hmm. and, and and of course to adhere to what your director's vision is mm -hmm. but that's always the foremost thing in, 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 in my mind is not necessarily that I'm a composer and I'm composing lots of music but that I'm a storyteller mm -hmm. and I'm adding my particular side of storytelling mm -hmm. to this piece of storytelling um, and so you feel more like you're part of it as opposed to just adding stuff right. to it, um, which I think is an important um, kind of way to approach it, I mm -hmm. think, at least for me. Now, you composed the score for Dragon Age Redemption, which is the web series uh, based off 
the hit EA uh, Bioware video game. And the, now the web series is six episodes. So did you approach scoring it as an episodic uh, narrative, like episode one episode at a time, or did you embrace it all as one big uh, cohesive piece? Um, so fortunately, um, we knew what the whole series was going to be before we started. Mm -hmm. um, and I read the whole script. Um, and I was actually on board early. I was on board in January mm -hmm. on set. Um, yeah. So I was, I've been there through most, except for pre-production, I've been there for mm -hmm. most of the process. But knowing the whole thing, we pretty much approached it as a, as a one big film. Uh -huh. um, and I wrote the opening, the, the main, the, well, I mean, I wrote, I started writing themes before there was any footage. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, again, kind of starting off with those, those suites and those different ideas right. um, was how I started. But then once we started getting picture in, naturally picture started coming in episode one first. Mm -hmm. So I started mainly focusing on, on that and then jumped all the way to the end and focused on episode six, which is our big finale. Mm -hmm. um, because I think especially in this particular story, I think in any story really, but I think in this particular story very much so, there's, there's a huge arc mm -hmm. in, in the storytelling. There's a huge, there's a lot of development and, and it was very important for me to, to follow all of that mm -hmm. and, and make sure I knew how we were ending up Right. So that I could go back in and fill in the pieces of, as, of development. Mm -hmm. So really, I, I, I approached it much more um, like one full piece. And um, because it wasn't a situation as in a, a typical television yeah. series where, where you'd have a few episodes, per perhaps, but then they would start airing them. Right. And then you basically would just do it in, as, as they come in. Um, but it was it was it was mainly approached as a, as a full thing, and when we recorded the score, we recorded the entire series at the same time, mm -hmm. um, and and then mixed it all at the same time. So it just so you so it just you got all the footage after everything was they so that yeah they shot all mm -hmm. six episodes at the same time. So it wasn't yeah. like we did one episode next. So it was just no. kind of one big thing. Yeah, it was just basically one big film uh -huh. that so. that's broken up in terms of the actual um, releasing of it. Okay. Um, but I mean, obviously, there there there's a lot of of uh, differences. That being said, there's right. a lot of differences between telling a normal feature film or, or you know a film of that of that length and 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 it being episodic. So right. the fact that it was episodic, even though I worked on it as a full and approached it as a, as a regular story arc. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot more. There's a, a very different sensibility to to creating the score mm -hmm. and and being a web series, particularly. There's a lot more attention grabbing that has to be done right. and and kept um, because anybody can just because, click off of yes, it. And, yeah. So. Yeah. So so there's actually quite a lot more music um, in Dragon Age um, than most of all my other films mm -hmm. or projects um, but also of course you know being in the fantasy realm there's a That's little a, bit there's yeah. you know there's, there's room to play <laughs> so so that worked nicely with with the style of what we were telling right and of course dragon age is based on the video games which has you know a huge fan base and it's such a 
um, well-known franchise, as in especially for Inan Zur's scores, yes. um, who is an amazing video game composer. Absolutely. Um, and uh, so I'm sure you've played through the games and everything. Yes. And yeah. uh, did you try to build off the universe he created, or did you just kind of start from a clean slate and say, all right, I'm, I'm kind of branching out doing this? Well, um, I, I absolutely you know played th played uh, played both games mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to be part of this world. Right. I, I I felt like what we were doing is is a new tangent mm -hmm. in it. It's 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 a new story within this world. Right. But it was very important to me that, and I think everyone involved um, that that we needed to be part of the world mm -hmm. and not and not tangent off and create a completely different thing and so we you know the the bum 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 mm -hmm. uh, of of Enon's uh, original score is actually in the opening uh -huh. of of our of our um series uh -huh. um and uh, you know i've certainly put my own spin to it but we certainly did that and i think in general with with the rest of the score you know, I, I, I was um, keeping in mind of what, what Enon did, but at the same time, of course, Talos is a fresh character. Right. And, and, and this is really her story. Um, and as we all know at this point, it ties into the new DLC, um, which she is in. Mm -hmm. um, so I, at, even though keeping in mind that I wanted to be part of the world that Enon had created, musically speaking, um, I felt like I was able to take some liberties right. uh, in, in creating a new sound mm -hmm. for, for Talos uh, and this story that we were telling. Right. Um, and it was actually really, really nice of, of, of Bioware to include the score from the series mm -hmm. as part of the new DLC. Um, that follows Talos in, back into oh, the Oh, so world your music is going to be now back it's in, in the, the game. New, it's oh, back in the game wow, now. That's exciting. So that, that so that was very exciting, and I was I was glad that they that they liked the uh -huh. thing that I did, and and the fact that Talos is now in the game as well. That right. they felt like they wanted to bring the my sound for her mm -hmm. into that as well was really nice. So they they you didn't compose anything new for the game. They just took no no right. we 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 basically provided them with all the. The whole mm -hmm. score okay. for the for the series, and then and they utilized it in the game. Oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's quite that's quite fun. I still need to I still need to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now we're we're sitting in your very beautiful studio here, uh, Alkaloid Music Productions. Um, uh, talk, tell me how this this you know this came to be, and this is because this is your your studio, right? This yeah. Is, so. Um, well, we moved into this space. Mm -hmm. um, I think three years ago now, mm. and I've always wanted. I I have always not liked sunlight. Mm -hmm. So as you as you'll see, all the all the windows are, are blocked off. Yeah. Um, but I also one of the main reasons because of that that I did that is and I did that in my previous studio as well, is is because for me I I want I need my studio to be a place where I can spend endless hours mm -hmm. and and not and be out of reality out right. of the real world um, and i needed to not know when the sun was coming up or mm -hmm. when anything else was happening in the world um, and so i needed to create that from from for me and i and i love the sort of the wood and the mahogany yeah. and, and crimson and <laughs> and you know old world um, feel mm -hmm. you know very 
you know, Victorian or yeah. European. I mean, I, 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 coming from a classical music history uh, uh, background, uh, and be I've, I was in Prague for for a little bit, and and just love the the atmosphere, right. and and so you know for me it, it was very natural to 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 decorate it like that, <laughs> and to 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 have that you know with amongst the all the technology that we have yeah, yeah. in here, but to have that that thing, and I think that in a way represents sort of what I try and do with my scores, as well as to try and and tell whatever story of course that I'm telling mm -hmm. but to utilize um, traditional means you know traditional yeah. perhaps classical or whatever mm -hmm. uh, organic means to tell a story but with a fresh perspective and right. with a modern perspective and utilizing um, the, the the amazing new te techno technological advances that we have mm -hmm. to tell the story and so in a way that's sort of I think what the studio has become for me is that there's a lot of traditional, there's the, the piano and, and, and books and mm -hmm. actual paper um, and things, but there's a lot of also the new technology right. as part of that. So, Well, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. So. Thank you. <laughs> it feels like a, a home and as I think the important thing, I think it feels like a home, so yeah. It's, yeah, it which is, is important. Yes. Um, so I guess as we're wrapping things up, um, just you know, in general speaking, have you heard anything good this year? Have you know, any favorites, any scores, any movies? Well, there's a lot of films that I'm very lo much looking forward to. Right, there's still um, you know, two months left. There's of, still two months yeah. left of Oscar season. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing Polanski's Carnage. Of course. Um, of course. I'm that very much yeah. <laughs> looking forward to seeing um, Cronenberg's Dangerous Method, mm -hmm. um, of which I love the score. But, you know, a score is always, it's always about how it works to picture. Exactly, yeah. So, um, even though I like it on, on tape or mm -hmm. CD, um, it, it, you know, I, I want to see how, how it's utilized. Uh, I'm very excited about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. No, I can't wait for that, yeah. Um, and, of course, I'm very excited for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> Being a fan of the original very much. Right. Um, and also loving what uh, Trent and Atticus did mm -hmm. in Social Network. I'm very excited to, to um, hear what they do in this. <laughs> this. The one film I did see that I absolutely loved, uh, and it has been my favorite film this year, is um, Pedro Almodovar's uh, oh, The course. Skin I Live In. This is amazing. I think it's the best score of the year so far. I think it's yeah. certainly the best score that I've heard so far, and it's the best film that I've seen so far. Yeah. Ha not having seen all the other ones right, I've right. just listed. But it's such an amazing film, and and the score I think is riveting. It's no, just it's yeah, such a Iglesias. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Who who also uh, who also scored Tinker Taylor? Right. Yeah. So uh, he's, so he's... there's there's a few of his uh, going on here. Um, so I mean, is there anything? I know you you know being composed, you can't talk about it a lot. Is there anything you can talk about that you're working on right now? Or is it all still under tight lip wrap? Well, I'm, I'm working on a, 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 sh a short Canadian uh, project mm -hmm. with a, a friend of, uh, of mine, Chad Rook, who, who's a wonderful actor and director. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, for, for fans of, of, of sci-fi and stuff, will know him. Uh, he would guest star on Sanctuary, oh, okay. which I really enjoyed. And that's how I mm -hmm. met him, actually, um, was through Sanctuary. Um, but, you know, so I'm working on a, a, short, a project for him. And I um, have a whole list of scripts here wow. that I've been reading. Uh, I'm starting, uh, oh, one of the exciting projects that I'm 
can't say much about yet, but um, my friend Jason uh, Charles Miller, who fans would know him from the band Godhead, mm -hmm. um, that was signed to Manson's label for, for a while. Um, he actually was uh, my, my musical confidant mm -hmm. on Dragon Age. Um, he was my music editor, he played guitar on it, he sang okay. on it. Um, and he's just, uh, he just came out with his new album and is performing in Nashville right now. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, he and I are scoring a, f a few films together, wow. uh, collaborating on some stuff. So I guess I always like to end uh, my interviews with this question for composers. If you had the uh, opportunity to score any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer, what film would you choose? For me, it, it would, I think it would have to be um, Let the Right One In. No, okay, that's a good one. Because You've already heard Giacchino's versions. So. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, the, but, but to, but to rescore the original, right. um, I, I think Johann Soderquist um, is uh, one of my main influences mm -hmm. as, as a composer today. Um, and. I love his sensibility, mm -hmm. and, and more than that, I love the sensibility of the film. And I think, uh, it being my favorite film, I I just relate to it right. more in a very personal level. Um, of course, I love you know Lord of the Rings and, mm -hmm. and, and everything else as well, but I think Let the Right One In hits, hits home mm -hmm. very deeply. And so for me, it would be very tricky and and um, to, to to come up to, to write it mm -hmm. and especially because Johann's score has 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 been something that's influenced me on yeah. quite, quite a lot of things mm -hmm. and, and um, you know I, I I was able to have the pleasure of chatting with him briefly um, a while ago and uh, but it, it I think the story is just it's universal yeah and. And I think it's it's not dark and not light, and that's what I love about it. I mm -hmm. think it's a film that that is universal, and a film that that cannot necessarily be categorized in a particular genre. Um, and I like that. I, yeah, I, like, I agree with that. It's not a horror film. It's, it's not, not a it's, it's not a it's, romance yeah. per se. It's it's a lot of different things. Yeah. And I think that for me would be a, a really amazing challenge. Is to score something that has so much depth mm -hmm. um, of character and depth of story um, and how you would how you would how you would tell that and obviously I really enjoyed what uh, Matt Reeves did mm -hmm. with with the remake mm -hmm. um, and and what Giacchino did in his score mm -hmm. um, so yeah it'd be interesting to, to for me to explore that and and it'd be a big challenge but but I'd love to, you know I'd love to do something like that that's a Great answer. So. Thank you. <laughs> well, peace. Thank you so much Absolutely. for the thank time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for allowing me in your studio. And uh, we'll definitely do this again I'd in the future. I'd love to. Yes. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you.